Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. You know the kingdom of God is where Jesus is Lord, amen, that God is Lord, amen, God the Father, Jesus is Lord, hallelujah, we accept Jesus as Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord, when we receive him as Lord, hallelujah, we enter into the liberty of the Lord, amen, where the Spirit is Lord, there is there is liberty, amen, but the, the kingdom, amen, we entered into the kingdom when we accept Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. That's when we enter into the kingdom, amen. So it is the manifestation of Jesus in this earth realm. What is already true in heaven about the Lord, amen, we receive in this, this earth. He is our Savior, that he is our salvation, amen. And so that's why we preach the gospel. The purpose of the gospel is twofold, is to get people saved, we know that, and to get them close to God, amen, so close that we become one with the Lord, amen. And so Everybody may not know that. we People know, hey, to get people saved, amen, got to get saved, amen, so that you may have eternal life, hallelujah. But the Bible says eternal life is knowing the Father and the Son, amen. And so it is to be brought into oneness with the Lord, we're, we're not of the rebellious spirit. You know, Adam and Eve rebelled against God. So to reverse that, you receive the truth of the gospel so that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, who is God, who is one with God. Amen. They that are joined unto the Lord are one spirit. Amen. So we are joined unto the Lord. We are one spirit with the Lord. Amen. Our heart is one with the Holy Spirit who expresses the Lord, who, who expresses who God is, who declares the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit, who is God, manifests Jesus and manifests the Father God. Amen. So you're introduced to Jesus. You receive him as your Lord. Amen. And then then you have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. So the purpose of the gospel, the good news, is twofold. is to get people saved and to make them want to be with the Lord. Amen. So to be saved, the question is, to be saved from what? Amen. And the obvious answer is to be saved from hell. That is true. But salvation, based on oneness and fellowship with God, goes even deeper than that. And so that's what I want to touch on today. Amen. Because there are all these questions. You know, that's real simple. The Bible says, Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth, Jesus, be my Lord, then you are saved. Amen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that is very concise. That is very simple. And yet people have misunderstood salvation. Amen. The Bible talks about how that in words and deeds, amen, you, you show, hallelujah, that the Lord has saved your soul. Amen. Out of your words your deeds, your, your actions, you, you, you show and you, the, the testimony. You have a testimony that which you speak and that which you show. It is all light that which you speak 
And that which he shows, shows that you are saved. So sometimes there are disputes and arguments, even within the body of Christ, about what it means to be saved and how to walk in this salvation and how to walk in this fellowship. And people argue about the, the, the grace, amen. And what does grace permit you or allow you to do, amen. And so there are discrepancies, disputes in the body of Christ about even what it means to be saved. And there's one group that ridicules the other group, amen, as we all be purpose to, to walk out salvation, amen. The Bible says that you walk out your salvation, amen, with fear and trembling. You're ready to give an answer for those who ask you concerning your faith. You're believing, you, you have an answer. Amen. And so all answers are found in the word of God. The end of all disputes and discrepancies are found in the word. Amen. As the Holy Spirit gives us that life. He gives us that eternal life. And so I want to begin to explain some things to, to help us in our salvation. The question is, you know, that we're saved. What are we saved from? We're saved from hell saved from sin, amen, but in Isaiah chapter 43, Isaiah chapter 43, verses one, verses one through four, it says, but now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name, your mind. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place, since you were precious in my sight. You have been honored and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. So in this passage of scripture, the Bible says God will save us from the waters or the flood and God will save us from the fire. So one of the answers or some of the answers to what we are saved from is that we are saved from the waters and that we are saved from the fire. Amen. We're saved from the flood. Amen. And we are saved from the fire. Amen. And so that's what I want to unpack in this message. How does the Lord save us? Amen. He saves us from the flood. Amen. And, and so we'll, we'll unpack what is the flood. And he saves us from the fire. Amen. So hell is the ultimate fire, the fire that does not go out. The, the, the temperatures that our minds cannot even conceive. Amen. The, the, the heat. Amen. And, and the fire, along with the smoke, the brimstone, amen. When a person is, is in this earth without the Lord, some people go through hellacious things, amen, that they experience hell even on this earth, amen. There is, there is abuse and things which cannot even be named as you go to the depths of the hurt and the harm and the evil that people possess in their minds and their hearts to purport on other people and things that people go through. Amen. Truly it is it is hell on earth. It is it is fire in this earth realm. It is it is destruction while you are being destroyed. Hallelujah. What a thing. What a concept, amen, that you are alive and yet you're being destroyed. Holy Ghost, 
Amen. And then to be overwhelmed, the flood is those things which come upon you, even the flash flood that overtake you and overwhelm you. Amen. Those sudden things. Amen. Who would think, amen, that from the drops of water, of rain, there would be such an accumulation, amen, that the end result would be a flood, hallelujah, that comes upon you suddenly and overtakes you, amen, that you, you feared the worst, amen. They told you it would rain, but it, it rained more and more and increased more and more until it was upon you where you could not act, amen, because it took you so suddenly, amen. And so there are types and there's shadows of the flood and of the fire, amen, that God will save you from the flood and from the fire, amen. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says that I have come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly, amen. And so it is, it is the sudden things that hurt us many times the most. It is the sudden things that removes sometimes your, your readiness, your, your preparation, amen, because they happen, they happen so suddenly, amen. And so the Lord says that when you pass through the waters, he says, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Because I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So the Lord says, I'm your Savior, saving you. I'm saving you from the water, from the fire. I'm saving you from the floods. Amen. The sudden floods and even the consuming the consuming fires, God says, because I'm your savior. So remember what I said, salvation, to be saved, amen, is the purpose of the gospel is to get you saved and to make you one with God where you're not of that rebellious spirit of Adam and Eve at the first, that rebellious spirit that rebelled against the words of the Lord, amen. And so we'll see some things concerning the flood and, and some things concerning the fire, amen, that part of your salvation is a consciousness of God, amen, your savior. He says, I'm your God, I'm with you, amen. So if you know that God is with you, that God would tell those who walked with him. He says, listen, you can do this because I'm with you, amen. So you, you can overcome anything because God is with you. Doesn't matter what it is, floods and fires, amen. That the, the floods, amen, they did not, in the days of Noah, they did not respond to the message, the message that there is a flood coming, amen. So, so part of this, this whole ideal of floods and fires, amen, is that the devil, get this, does not want you conscious of God so that you can be aware of all other things, amen. The Bible says, even the day of the Lord will not overtake you as a thief. Why? Because you're children of light, amen. That means fellowship with the Lord. Children of light is just that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. That he gives you light. The light that you have comes from the Lord. You're joined with his light. It's one light, one revelation. God loves you so much that if 
you are saved, hallelujah, and walking with him, he will save you. <laughs> okay. He saved you originally. If you are saved, hallelujah, and fellowshipping with the Lord, he will keep you safe. He will keep you saved. Amen. He cares. Hallelujah. About you. Amen. So he will save you from the flood and from the fire. Amen. So part of salvation is continuing to walk in that saved state, consciousness of God, consciousness of his kingdom. And we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, devices, consciousness in the light that God gives that only comes, get this from fellowship, amen. You only know that you know that you know what God reveals unto you. Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. You know what you know because of revelation. What the Lord reveals unto you is what you know. People talk, amen, and we have a spirit. The spirit of the Lord is a candle of the Lord enlightening all the inward parts of the belly. So when people speak, that part that they speak that is inspiration of the Lord or the truth which is of the Lord, your spirit is able to catch that just as you are able to catch every word that the Lord speaks unto you. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds from the mouth of the Father. You live from what the Lord tells you. That is your daily bread. What the Lord reveals sometimes is simply a knowing of what is right and what is true. Amen. And so what I'm trying to get you to see that salvation is a continuing salvation. You got saved and your salvation continues out of fellowship with the Lord. That is the part that the devil does not want you connected with. And so that's why the devil wants you under his spirit. The spirit of the world, which cuts off your consciousness of the Lord and of his kingdom. Amen. That's why Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Everything that causes um, anxiety, consternation, you know, what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, how we're going to be taken care of, those questions are magnified when you don't have a consciousness of the Lord, that you, you're not aware that he is with you. You're not fellowshipping with him. Amen. And so that's what the devil wants to do. So the flood, I'm going back to this theme that the Lord saves you from the flood and he saves you from the fire. So part of the flood it's a lack of consciousness of the Lord. Part of the fire is a lack of consciousness from the Lord, which comes by revelation knowledge. Amen. The Bible says, even waiting on the return of the Lord, that our waist should be girded. Amen. And our lights should be burning. Amen. So the posture that the child of God, the believer, that he is in for the return of the Lord, your waist girded, that means ready for action, your lights burning, that means continual fellowship with the Lord, amen. He is the one that gives, he gives light, amen. So Isaiah 43, one through four, says what we are saved from. Because, you know, you say I'm saved, what are you saved from? Amen. If you just say hell, then what are you doing? You, you sat down. Amen. You're not moving. You're not flowing with the kingdom of God. You're not participating in the salvation, which is of the Lord. And also along the lines of salvation, there's a picture, there's an image of urgency. If you had a consciousness of what you were saved from, you would have an urgency, amen, to live for God and to get other people saved, amen. 
You would not be at ease in Zion. Amen. Everybody says that the key is to get enough money to be at ease. Well, wasn't that the rich farmer that Jesus said, this night thy soul is required of thee? He says, my fields have produced much. Amen. Don't have enough room. Amen. I got a, I got a problem. I got an issue. How did he solve this issue? He says, I know what I'll do. I'll build bigger barns and then I'll put all my produce, my substance of, of, of what has produced. Amen. Then I'll say to my soul, so be at ease. Amen. Take your ease. Amen. For you laid up substance for, for many years. Amen. Take your rest and be easy. And he says, the Lord came and says, thy fool, this night thy soul is required of thee. Amen. And so there is a prosperity message for the Lord is prosperity. Amen. You have the Lord, you have prosperity. Amen. Jesus did not fret anything. When he ministered on this earth, he gave the example of the supply coming from God. I'm not against that. The supply comes from the Lord, but this, this mindset, amen, that the monies, amen, can be heaped up so that you will be at ease, amen, is, is a fallacy because it is, it is not putting your trust your trust in the Lord. Amen. So you're saved from the flood. You're saved from the fire. So God promises. We see it right here, Isaiah 43. God promises to save his own from the flood and from the fire. So part of that message was God says that I'm your, I'm your God. You are my people. Amen. So God will save his own. Amen. So the world is divided between those who belong to God and those who do not belong to God. Amen. So the gospel message is to get everybody on the Lord's side, because if you're not on the Lord's side, you are against the Lord. And so many people, even Christians are against the Lord and don't know it because they don't know the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel is to save you, make you one with the Lord. Amen. And so we see that type of that in Genesis chapter six. Genesis chapter 6. Verses 5 through 8. This is talking about Noah or the times of Noah. Genesis chapter 6. Verse 5. Beginning with verse five, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air for I am sorry that I've made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So I'm trying to teach the difference between the true of definition of grace, amen, and that false definition. And so the whole earth was wicked, amen, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He, he was not carried away by the wickedness of the earth. Amen. So this is what I want you to see. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He was not carried away by the wickedness. That's what everybody else was doing in this earth. The whole earth was wicked, yet Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And because Noah found grace, that God saved his whole household. Amen. Noah, his wife, his three sons and their wives, amen. So Noah is a type of being saved from the flood, amen. So in the days of Noah, amen, God commanded Noah to build him an ark, gave him the dimensions 
for the ark. Amen. And it, it took with that technology of that day, it took a little while. Amen. It took a hundred years to build that ark. Yet the Bible says that Noah moved with fear, the fear of the Lord, which means that he moved with urgency. So somebody says, if the flood took a hundred years, why was Noah moving with fear? This is what I want you to see. Amen. He moved with urgency. Amen. So that which is not salvation, which is to be destroyed or destruction, that which is not salvation is as a flood. Okay. It is, it is as a flood. It, the fact that people are alive, amen, does not mean that they are not under the, the dictates of the flood. Two messages. That the Bible says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. The Bible says Enoch was preaching during this time. Two messages. One is a message of righteousness that those people did not respond to because the flood was not real to them because they were operating under a different spirit. Okay. I know there was a lot, but I want you to, I want you to see the flood. What is the flood? Because the flood did come. There was a manifestation of a flood that was preached about by Noah and Enoch. The compelling people, listen, be saved, be saved from this flood, be saved from this flood. And they were mocked. The people did not take them seriously. And so they were under a different message. They were under a different spirit. Mm -hmm. They were wicked. Amen. The, the imaginations of their hearts was wicked. At all times, the Bible says that their thoughts were taken over by wickedness. Amen. And so that is that is the type of the flood. The flood is that the world was under a judgment. Amen. And they could not, they were not conscious. They were not aware. They did not perceive that their lives were in jeopardy. And yet God held out salvation even, even for them. The ark was for to be saved. Amen. The ark is a type of Jesus. Amen. So the world is going on now. The world is going on now. The people, there are some people in the world that don't know that the world is under a judgment, so to speak, because anytime you're not being saved, anytime you're not moved with that urgency, Amen. To be saved. Amen. To stay saved and to get others saved. You're not under the spirit of the Lord if you're not under that urgency. Amen. To be saved. Amen. To live saved and to keep others saved. Amen. Praise God. Turn with me to Daniel, the book of Daniel. Chapter three, amen. We're gonna to try to speed up. I've laid the foundation, and so I'm gonna to try to speed it up, and I believe you can catch this. Daniel, chapter three. Uh, for the sake of time, we're gonna do verse one, and then verses four through six. Verse one, Daniel chapter three, verse one. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and width six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon, verses four through six. Then a herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down in worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of the fiery furnace. Amen. And then verses 16 through 18. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered 
and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Amen. So this is the story of the three Hebrew boys that refused to bow down to the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had made and set up. And thus the, the anger, the Bible says that his visage, that his countenance changed. King Nebuchadnezzar's countenance changed. Amen. The devil took over him. His countenance, you know, we teach a lot about the beauty of the Lord comes from the glory of the Lord. That, that when a person's countenance, amen, changes where they are against God and against God's people, that is, that is of the devil. That God told Cain, he says, why is your countenance fallen? If you do good, you'll be accepted. Amen. Countenance, absence of beauty, flushed out of beauty, amen. As the devil took over, he threw them into the midst of the fiery furnace. And you know what happened? That they were in the midst, they were bound in the midst, but when they were thrown, that they were loose, they were set free. And there was a fourth added unto them that Nebuchadnezzar testified looks like the son of God. Amen. So God says, I will deliver you from the flood and I will deliver you from the fire. Yes, it does mean calamities and dangers and, and life-threatening things. Yes, it does mean that. But it is also, I'm here to tell you, to be saved is to be saved from the spirit of the world. And both instances, the days of Noah, the spirit of the world was in wickedness and destruction. And that Noah refused to be a part of that even before the flood. Amen. And in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, amen, that, that image represented the spirit of the world. The God says, have no other God. Don't bow down to any other God. It represented the spirit of the world. You understand that means Satan, that the spirit of the world, the course of the world. Amen. And that the three Hebrew boys did not bow down to that image. And God delivered them from the fire, which was the spirit of the world. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that there's already fire. There's already floods for anyone who is not saved. Holy Ghost, the mindset of accepting the Lord as your God and all that goes along with that. If God is your God, then you're loyal unto the Lord. You're loyal unto his kingdom. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth seeking to find those whose hearts are loyal toward him, perfect toward him. God is looking. In this earth realm, for those who are devoted to him and his kingdom, it's easy to say, but the influence, I'm talking about the influence of the world could be drawing you, pulling you, you saying, I love the Lord, I'm saved, and yet you're under the influence of the world. The things they want you to bow down to, you bow down to. Amen. The course of wickedness, what they say is right. Amen. You lend your support. Amen. And even worse, many times you are just, you're silent. Amen. When the occasion calls for you to be one with the Lord. Amen. The occasion calls for you to make a bold declaration. What an opportunity. You know, you live your life unto the Lord. People that watch you closely should know that you're a Christian. But then there are opportunities that come up. A dividing line that people are trying to get you to betray the Lord. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the only one that can cause you to Stand to give declaration by the word of God and not to betray the Lord. Peter says, I'll never betray you. <laughs> Amen. Jesus says, 
before the rooster crows two times, you will betray me three times. <laughs> and he did, just as Jesus had said. Jesus restored him, amen, and that he was one of the ones, 120 in the upper room when the Holy Ghost came, amen. And the different Peter was this, that he gave testimony of the resurrection of the Lord under the threat of harm and death by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So to be saved, amen, from the flood and the fire, you're going to need the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Bible talks about that the, the ones who belong to God, that, that are his, amen, the Bible talks about that in Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, that those that belong to the God have this seal. God knows those that are his, and let those that name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity, amen. So that seal, God puts his seal on those that are his. The seal is the Holy Spirit. If you have received the seal, that, that the mark, which is of the Lord, it protects you from the mark of the beast. Amen. The mark, which is, which is of the Lord, you, you cannot deny. Amen. That his seal. Amen. He has sealed you. And so by, by the power of the Holy Ghost, those opportunities that, that call for you to be on the Lord's side and, and in his kingdom, only in his kingdom. Amen. It is, it is the power of the Holy Ghost that you would even relish those opportunities that you're on the Lord's side. And so the Lord will save you. I'm not, I'm not going to all of that. The, the three Hebrew boys says that God is able to save and he will deliver us from your hand. But, but even if we perish in this fire, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, that we will be delivered from your hand. Amen. So it is a mindset. Amen. It is a, a posture of the heart. It's your heart being fixed. Amen. That you belong to God. Amen. And, and none other. Praise God. So God will deliver you from the flood. Holy Ghost. And he will deliver you from the fire. So these are instances, Old Testament types of being delivered from the flood and being delivered from the fire. Amen. Acts chapter 2. The book of Acts chapter 2. Verses 36 through 40, Acts chapter 2, verses 36 through 40. It says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. King James says, untoward generation, perverse. So, <laughs> Holy Ghost, you're saved from a perverse generation. It, you, <laughs> you talk about hell as something in the future. Yet the Bible says that hell is refusing to accept the grace of God, refusing to accept the lordship of Jesus. It is every second that you do not accept the lordship of Jesus. This, the Bible says, how can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? That, that, that is hell when you are not accepting. That, that's why that when you get saved, you're like, oh, thank you, Lord. I made it. I made it. I made it. 
the, the whole world was going to hell. The whole world was burning up. <laughs> Man, the whole world is on fire. You simply don't know it. Simply because this, this whole concept of, of time, amen. There's, there's a space of time. Well, that space of time is to repent. The Bible says that Jesus even gave Jezebel a space of time to repent, yet she refused. This, this time is where you do, for you to be conscious that the whole <laughs> deep thing is on fire. <laughs> the whole thing is on fire, man. Holy Ghost. It's on fire, man. Holy Ghost. You got to be in another place. You got to be in that ark. Holy Ghost. You have to be in Christ Jesus. You have to be in your eternal place. Why? The whole thing is on fire. The whole thing is subject to the flood. The whole thing is subject to judgment unless use your space of time to repent and to continue in the Lord. That's what abiding is. Amen. You're abiding him, his word abiding you. Amen. You ask what you will according to the kingdom. Amen. You abide, you continue. Amen. Praise be to God. So he says, so it's a sense of urgency. So Peter is preaching. You say preaching up a storm. Hallelujah. And the crux of his message is to be saved from this perverse generation. Be saved from this wicked world. Be saved. Amen. And so if the hell of the future doesn't scare you, the urgency should come when you know that the whole D thing was on fire down here. And that you have to get saved right now. Oh, I got breath in my lungs. I got a space of time. Oh, I'm, I have to immediately repent. And I have to immediately abide and continue with the Lord. Amen. So there was a sense of urgency. So don't spend another second under the power of this world. The Bible says that the Lord translated us. For out of the power of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. So we were translated. You were under the power of darkness where the fire could get you. You don't know. Amen. How much time you have. You don't know. Amen. You can't play that type of game. Amen. If you were conscious and you were aware that the whole thing was on fire or that the flood was imminent, that the flood was about to come you, you would not procrastinate another second. You would get saved. You would get saved. You would get saved. And you would abide with the Lord. Amen. Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. Verses 3 and 4. Galatians chapter 1. <clears throat> it says grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. That word age also means world. So Jesus came to save us from this present evil world. Amen. And, the, and, and that's the revelation. You, <laughs> you will play around or you will not take the seriousness of hell if you don't understand that Jesus came to deliver you from this world, from this present evil world. It is, it is an evil world to translate you from the world into his kingdom. Amen. It's, it, is, it is a revelation. It, it will affect how you conduct yourself in this earth. We can tell how that revelation has taken hold, whether you flirt around with the things of the world, whether your desires are the desires of the world, whether you participate with 
the things of the world. So your desire is the same thing that the world desires. Amen. And so you you flirt with that spirit, which is not the spirit of God. Remember what the spirit of God does. He sanctifies you unto God. He makes you know that God is your God and you are his child. You belong to God only. Amen. And then he points out, this is growth. You know, there are things that you allow. Amen. When you were first born again, there may have been things that you allowed. And so many people in grace have continued to allow those things. But the revelation is, if the whole thing is on fire and those things are of the spirit of the world, you begin to let go of things that were of the spirit of the world. What happens? Then the Holy Spirit can come in and fill that area. The Bible says to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So if, if your appetite is still for the things of the world, that means that you have not allowed the Holy Spirit to fill up that area and that for that desire to be satisfied by the Lord, that the Lord is your desire. The things of God are your desire. Amen. People began to preach who, who are on fire for the Lord. You immediately turn them off. Why? You have no place. Jesus says to the scribes and Pharisees that my words have no place in you. Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus, the son of God. What a blessing to come to this earth for three and a half years and to preach and teach. And the scribes and Pharisees refused his words. You know those words were right. Amen. If a man may stumble, the Bible says that if you don't stumble in words, amen. So I purpose, I give myself to the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't want to speak anything unless you give it to me to speak. Amen. And I must tell you, there, there are times when I have nothing. <laughs> Amen. If I was called to come out, I would have nothing until I wait upon the Lord. Amen. Who gives me a message. Yeah, he loves me, but it's because he loves his people. Amen. He loves his people so much that, that he has something for you. <laughs> Amen. I'm, just, I'm just a vessel. Amen. So I thank the Lord for the message. <laughs> Amen. And you should thank the Lord for the message. It's nothing. It's for you. Amen. It is, it is to bless. It is to bless you. Amen. So the spirit of the world. So what is God saying? That there are those who claim to belong to the Lord, yet they get along with the ways of the world. Amen. Which is earmarked for destruction. So those that don't, didn't get on the ark was destroyed. You can understand that. You know, everybody that didn't get on the ark was destroyed. And so, but the Lord has given grace that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. So the Lord gives grace for you not to participate with the world, nor the spirit of the world. That's, that's so important. Amen. Why? Because the spirit of the world is leading people to hell. Okay, so you, you can get to all those discussions, once saved, always saved. The, the, the spirit of the world, which is the devil, is carrying people to hell. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. This is a scripture that everyone knows. Amen. It says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is, it is the gift of God. Amen. So the grace of God is, it is, it is a gift. So the whole world is on fire or there is an impending flood. What I mean is something that can overtake you before you get saved. Something that can overtake you, even those that say that they are saved, Something that overtakes you where you have joined your lot in with those who are being destroyed. The Bible says that. I mean, I can get into this, the scriptures. The Bible talks about don't do the things that the people who are going to hell don't participate in in those things. You, you, you are adults. Mm -hmm. Amen. You, you know that. <laughs> Amen. 
So what grace means is consciousness to receive the gift. Amen. God loves me so much that he's not going to allow me to be destroyed with those who refuse Jesus. Amen. I have a consciousness and an awareness to receive the gift as precious with urgency. Amen. And to be a part of the message. So now that's that, that ministry of reconciliation is, is in this earth. We, we are ministers of reconciliation. We are preachers of righteousness. Amen. And so what are we saying? We're telling people with urgency, be saved from this untoward generation, from this present evil age, from this present evil world, because we have a revelation that it is important to move with urgency. Because time is not guaranteed that you, it is not guaranteed that if you refuse the ark, amen, that if your confession is, is against the Lord, there's not guarantee that there is time. And then in that same Galatians chapter two, verse one and two, it says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So that spirit, that course, course is like a river. It is like a trail. It's a path. It is a path with the flow behind it. So the course of this world is you don't even know you're being urged you being compelled to move in this way. And we spoke about images in this earth. God says, don't bow to the images. Amen. Only to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? These things are pulling you. You don't even know it. You're under the influence, which is of the world. Amen. First Peter chapter three. I'm going to do some things rapid fire because I know my time is short. First Peter Chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. It says, who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long suffering. So God is called the divine long suffering. Waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls were saved through water. There is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So God gave us baptism. It's, it's a type of looking back to the flood, amen, where only eight people were saved. They were saved by the ark. The ark is a type of Jesus, that only the ones that were in the ark were saved from, from this flood, amen, that destroyed all, all life, amen. So baptism is being dead to the world, being dead to our former life. We come up out of the water to walk in newness of life. We emerge from the water. We emerge from the flood to walk in newness of life, to restart, to have a fresh start, a renewal. Amen. To replenish the earth, be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth. Amen. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter two. Like I said, I'm doing this rapid fire. Amen. Second Peter chapter two, verses four through 10. It says, for if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. So he, he's preaching the righteousness, which brings in the flood. Amen. And the turning of cities, the cities, so I'm, I'm going to hit another one. And the turning of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them to destruction, making them an example to those who would afterward live ungodly and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. 
For the, that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under the punishment of the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous self-will. They are not afraid to, afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Amen. So Sodom and Gomorrah was, was a lust. It was pulling at righteous lot. It was vexing. It was vexing his righteous, his righteous soul. Amen. And then in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 19, Genesis chapter 19, verse 12 through 14. It says, then the men, that's the angel, said to Lot, have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, Take them out of this place. So Sodom and Gomorrah, fixing to be destroyed by um, fire and brimstone. Amen. So urgency. Verse 14. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-law who had married his daughters and said, get up, get out of this place for the Lord will destroy this city. But to the son-in-law, he seemed to be joking or it wasn't real. It was like a dream to them. Amen. So this is what I want you to see. Sodom and Gomorrah is fixing to be destroyed. Amen. The angels warned Lot to get all of his household out. Anybody he wanted to get out could have gotten out. Amen. He spoke to the sons-in-law. Amen. Those who had married his two daughters. He had two daughters. And the words of Lot did not seem real to them. And, and this, this, this is the crux. I need about two more hours. I know I don't have it. This is the crux of the situation. Here comes the fire. Here comes the boom. Here comes the fire. Hallelujah. Here comes destruction. God in his mercy and his love is saving those that belong to him. But to those that had the spirit of the world, they did not act like they belonged to God. The message of the Lord that this fire, the whole thing is about to be on fire. They did not receive that message. And so they perished with the rest of Sodom and Gomorrah. So salvation is more than accepting Jesus as your Lord. And that, that is it. You know, I had a friend who said salvation equals Jesus and nothing else. But if your consciousness, amen, is, 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 is seared like a hot iron, if, if your consciousness refuses to receive that message of the Lord that keeps you out of destruction, amen, then you are an abuser of grace, Holy Ghost. You're an abuser of grace. You refuse that message. It seems like foolishness that some translation says like mocking. Amen. Jesting. It's just mocking and jesting. So many people that when a true man of God, woman of God preach, they, they find something that is that they would say is an impediment, a weakness to laugh at that preach of righteousness, they find something to mock them so that they would not have to take those words seriously. When I, when I begin to, to teach or preach, I don't know what's going to come out. Holy Ghost. Some, some of the things I don't know. And that's what the Lord said. How to break you free from the spirit of the world. Number one, you need to be broken free from the spirit of mocking. Hallelujah. That which is holy and that which is righteous. Don't mock. Don't mock Noah. Oh, there you go. 
Don't mock. Moses, Holy Ghost. Don't mock the Apostle Paul. Don't mock Apostles Calvin and Vivian. I'll break you free, the Lord says. I will save you from the flood and I will save you from the fire. Hallelujah. You are not aware that the flood was already here. You are not aware that the fire was already here. Hallelujah. That if your eyes could be open at this instance, at that wave behind you, hallelujah, at the fire and the brimstone falling from the sky, hallelujah, you would move with urgency, hallelujah, number one, to receive the Lord, and number two, for your life to be changed, for you to be baptized, but what does that mean? You identify with the death burial, but also the resurrection of the Lord. You're raised with him to walk in newness of life. This, this world is passing away. That's, that's the Bible. You would understand this world is passing away. So if one thing passes away, it is simply showing what is coming forth. It's like when the law passed away, it, it simply showed that there was something else coming. Amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. And so the days of Noah, Jesus spoke of the days of Noah. He says in the days of Noah that people were um, eating and drinking, marrying and giving unto marriage. Amen. Until the day when the, the, the door was shut on the ark. Amen. The, the days of Solomon and Gomorrah. He said also, uh, he says, remember Lot's wife. She looked back. It is possible. Amen. Instead of continuing forward to look back and she was turned into a pillar of salt. Amen. And so what am I saying? I am compelling. Amen. I'm exhorting to be saved from this perverse generation. Amen. You, you laughed. Hell seems so far off. But if your eyes were open, you knew that the thing was already on fire. Father, we thank you for your word. The spirit of the Father causes you to cry out, Abba, Father. And so that is what is being delivered, the spirit of the Father. Hallelujah. To catch hold of you, to cry out, Abba, Father. To be received of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord says that you give honor to others. He says, where is my honor? Hallelujah. Some have fathers. Some don't have fathers that they know of. Hallelujah. Some are abandoned. Some are orphans. Amen. The Lord goes out to the orphans. Amen. But many of you, even who have had natural fathers, that you have not known the, the spirit of God that causes you to cry out, Abba, Father, to receive your place in sonship. Amen. And so, Father God, I speak that, amen, over the airwaves, hallelujah, hallelujah, that the hearts would be convicted to turn back to the Father, amen, to turn back to the Father, hallelujah, hallelujah, to turn back to the Father, hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, to repent, to turn back to the Lord. The Lord says, and I know my time is short. The Lord says that this is, if, if you were aware, you would repent. Hallelujah, that you had other fathers, you had other lovers. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As, as you went about for the things which are of the world, amen. That your heart was not broken because of it, amen. Therefore, your heart was not right toward God. It takes a message to prick the heart, to turn you back to the Lord. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 
thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.